The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Good morning, Rutherford County. It's absolutely a gorgeous morning and uh, even makes it better when Bobby and Larry on. Bobby and Larry Stewart. And uh, I, you guys would be amazed at how many people will call me and ask me, when is Bobby and Larry going to be on? And it's usually pronounced in, in, in that order. It's usually Bobby first and then Larry well, second. We've created a monster is what we Yeah, but, but it's a good monster. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I have a hard time believing what you're saying. I think you're just trying to make us feel good. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, in, in fact, uh, a lot of people were very angry because you didn't show up at the Kittrelham breakfast. I told there. you I wasn't going. We had I know you said that. going on. Yeah. So the, uh, those of us who were there, we had put in extra money. Well, I'm sure to, you did. Yeah. And that's good. The fire department needs it. Yes, they do. All right. Our, uh, our leader, our, our uh, little lady, Bobby, is going to share some things with yeah, us. Yeah, I've just got a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran into Frank Hayes at Walmart the uh, other day. bless his heart. World He's, War II hero. Yes, yes, yes sir. a fine gentleman. Yeah. And uh, he says they listen every mm-hmm. day, and I told him we appreciated that. I want to wish them well and tell them to stay safe because they're both high risk. And his wife, Barbara. Why are they high risk? Uh, Barbara has a stroke and she is uh, unable to walk. And of course, Mr. Frank is on up in years. Yeah, but he gets around better than a 16 year old. I know it, but I told him. Let me tell you one thing. I've known him for many, many years. We go way back. And he was, remember when they used to do cooking the pancakes? Oh, yes, yes. At at the churches and make uh, money for them. for some reason, I hit his leg, and it was wood. I know. <laughs> and I said, hey, Frank, what in the world is wrong with your leg? And then he told me, World War II. Yes. That's, that's when he lost it. And I have never seen him where he limped or anything like that, and he just goes full barrel I know. at, at that age. He's, a, he's amazing. And he's one of, the, one of the finest people I've ever run into. One of the oldest graduates of Rockville High School. If not the oldest, he is one of the probably oldest. Probably the oldest from Rockville. He's, uh, well, well, he probably had, what, maybe six in the class or well, something I, like that? Probably, hey, now you're getting into probably. my area. There were only 12 of us. <laughs> but anyway, his wife, Barbara, had a birthday yesterday, and mm-hmm. she turned 70. I hope she doesn't mind that I said that. And she might uh, be a little angry. You know how you women are. No, Not it doesn't Barbara. bother me. I'm just glad for every day I get up. Yeah. Well, but, you don't mind being 50, but uh, yeah. you know, some women do. But I just want to wish her a happy birthday yesterday, and y'all stay well out there and keep listening. We yeah. appreciate you. Happy birthday. Miss Barbara is a Kentucky girl. She's from Pikeville, Kentucky, and proud of it, and so am I. You know, you, you people from Kentucky, y'all y'all just brag so much on it. But why didn't you stay in there? It's Tennessee <laughs> is the thing that draws you in. Well, well, it, you got to go where the money is. 
and uh, I had to come to Middle Tennessee, and then when I got out of school, we owed so many people we couldn't leave. Uh, Don Moser loaned me $250, and I'm still trying to get it paid back, so they won't let us leave. <laughs> well, the thing about you, you were a big star at MTSU, MTSC back then, and, and you, you, they, there's no telling how much money it costs to bring you in here from Kentucky. Well, I, I know Adolph Ruff wanted you. I'll tell you, when my roommate and I, we were going to go as a package from junior college. Mm -hmm. We came up here. They said, come up here and let us talk to you. We'll pay you away. Mm -hmm. We came from Fulton, Mississippi to Nashville in a 52 Chevrolet Power Glide and stayed with my aunt in Nashville and came mm -hmm. to Murfreesboro, talked to Coach Stokes. And then, and then when we got a letter from them with our expenses, we had a check for $5. <laughs> and uh, I gave it a T-bone. I said, well, it's your car. But he wound up. He didn't come because they afraid he couldn't pass because he never graduated from high school, which wasn't a problem at Etiwama Junior College. But he did take the GED test, and uh, he went on to Pikeville College and led the KIAC in scoring for two years and just played a half a year. I mean, he could. Now, he was expensive, I'll put it that way. Now, you had free lodging, didn't you? Not no, We had to pay rent over here in the old housing project. The slow well, now that wasn't a housing project back then. No, that that was that was. They said it well, was student housing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a lot of uh, athletes from MTSU lived there. Uh, a lot of the base people lived there. The governor's but daughter lived there. The governor's there. daughter lived there. Uh, but in sociology class, Dr. Raper, the third time we met, he said we're going to take a tour of the slums of Murfreesboro. Well, the first place we stopped, I said, well, I live right there. But that's what they built to clean up the slums. And then we did go on down around the sale barn, and there was a pretty rough. Plus, that's that. where they started moving the married students because they were tearing down Vet Village because mm -hmm. the Vet Village was barracks from the old Seward's Air Force Base that they moved over here. And we knew a couple that lived there, and they said the walls were very thin, and you could hear your neighbor and everything. So they were tearing down those old barracks mm -hmm. and building new student housing. So we had to live. We never did live in the new student housing because we aren't. We're only in uh, in the housing project for two years. Mm -hmm. So our first outside of the housing project. Well, our first location was on Eagle Street, a brand new two-bedroom, one-bath duplex, yeah. $75 a month. Oh, wow. I know. And we, we were wondering how we were going to make it. Well, that was on uh, another street, and then we bought a house on Eagle Street, our oh, first yeah. house. Oh, yeah, that was on Cypress. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Then we bought a house two streets over on Eagle Street. Mm -hmm. I know that area. The lady that owned the duplex was the health nurse that got hit by a car and killed checking on somebody at Rockvale. Oh, Remember my. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, it was weird because she had a twin sister, identical. And when I heard that she had got killed, I think it was an artist lover's pool room, I went home and her sister was over there and it just, I almost fell out because I knew the woman was dead and I didn't know she had an identical twin sister, but... Uh, 
it was it was a culture shock going from what nineteen dollars a month in the housing project. Well, to it was it was we paid twenty four fifty a month while we were in school, mm -hmm. and then when he graduated, it went up to almost fifty dollars, and they said we were making too much to live over there, so we had to move wow. out. See, I made the first year I taught, I made thirty eight hundred dollars, and that put us in a higher bracket, $3,800. And I was clearing. Make that in, in two weeks now. I was clearing. Were they getting their money's worth? Oh, yeah, they were. I was clearing $80 every two weeks at State Farm. And you look at the salaries nowadays compared to what we lived on in, in the late 60s, early 70s. And look at how the economy and everything has just skyrocketed. It's just amazing. You were making eighty dollars. I was clearing, clearing eighty dollars, clearing eighty dollars every two weeks. Well, you at weren't State making Farm much and more night, than that. And well, we had to refinance our car because we couldn't make the payments. So I went to the credit union. They loaned me the money. We refinanced. I thought that was car. a big time job back then. Yes. Yeah. When I got hired. They said they only hired the cream of the crop, which made me feel real good because here they I paid was, you. a little Kentucky girl, bare, raised barefooted and everything. And uh, well, I did. Ross Spillman and QM Smith had a lot to do with yes, that. Yes, they that's, did. That's I appreciate. Story, I appreciate some people coming through for me that kind of guided me through the employment process. QM the old Smith. saying of overworked and underpaid. That was coined for me because of when I started teaching that I was underpaid and overworked. Now, where did you first start teaching? Last guess is the only job I ever had in my life. And, and that was what, what grade were you teaching? I said, well, I taught PE to every kid in school. You taught PE? Well, yeah, I taught uh, PE, taught American history, taught algebra one and two, uh, whatever. After I got to be principal, whatever other people couldn't teach, I'd teach it. Now, when you were teaching math back then yeah. at, at Las Casas, did you teach people how to make change? Because now when you go into a, a <laughs> restaurant yep. like this, they can't make change I anymore. I know they can't. <laughs> and uh, we were up at, uh, we go up to the Amish settlement up above Woodbury with, with Nick, a friend of mine, Nicky. Mm -hmm. And we was up there the other day, and a little girl about nine-year-old was, was working the cash register. Mm -hmm. And we bought some, Nicky's wife and I, we bought some green beans, we bought some, I bought her some jam, and so anyway, the little girl now, about nine-year-old, she said that'll be $17.25. So I gave her a 20. She kind of changed back, and I said, we need, Rutherford County teachers need to come up here to the Amish and see how Levi is teaching these kids because I doubt that there was a nine-year-old kid in Rutherford County that could have done that. That's but amazing. But they teach them the life skills. Mm -hmm. which we're getting away from, I'm afraid. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Tiffany, the, the girl that used to run Demas uh, down here and yeah. a couple of others, she lives in Pennsylvania now, and her little boy is going to an Amish school. And she said that that's, that's the best thing that, that you could ever do is send them over there because they go back to the old ways oh, yeah. of teaching. Now, these Amish up here... When, when the boys get 14-year-old, they're through with school, mm -hmm. but they have learned a trade. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And every one of those have something different. Every, all of them sell produce mostly. But you've got furniture makers, knife makers, uh, re- upholstery yeah. people, that, and they are really good at what yeah. they do. You know, they they need to have somebody from the Amish community that you know that actually teaches school to come in here in Rutherford County and and show them because you you know they're getting more and more back to yeah. teaching those types of trades in, in the in the school community. But I I think that that. that they teach them so much, and, and, and they don't teach them the negative things no, that, that you see no. in the other schools. Well, uh, we, we we visited Levi. He was a teacher that year up there. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if I could see his lesson plans. He looked at me like, what are you talking about? See, it's not necessary if you know what you're doing. Yeah. But. Well, I'd like for him to bring back cursive and just simple math. You want to bring back cursing? Cursive. Cursive. Writing. Oh, cursive. Writing. I, I thought her granddaughter's 18 in Texas. Writing. Yeah. Okay. She yeah. got her driver's license. She couldn't sign her name. She has to print her name because she can't write cursive. I thought they were still teaching. Uh, no. Not out there. Unless some it's schools ridiculous. are bringing it back. They don't teach it in Texas. Well, I think they do teach. I may be wrong, but I, I was talking to may have been my brother because I was saying, you know, cursive writing, it, 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 it should be one of those things that, that uh, you have to teach in school. Well, you know, your signature is special unique. and unique to each person. Whereas if you print, how can they identify you through printing? I don't it know. It would be but very used difficult. To. Yeah. It would be very difficult. Let me you know, get back to, to my them. let me get back to my we list. We got away from you. I'm we sorry, did. Bobby. We did. Okay. And uh today um is uh what's today? Eighteenth? Seventeenth. No. Wait a minute. Okay. Fifteenth was Jeff, Saturday, sixteenth was Sunday, seventeenth okay. okay, it is eighteenth. Yeah. Okay. Jeff Stewart has got a birthday tomorrow. Uh he will be fifty five. And he is heart. in double nickels. That's, that's uh, Larry's adopted brother. Yeah. And he is at the University of Louisville today. His son, his special needs son Braxton, is having oral surgery. We hope that that goes well, and Braxton is calm yeah. during that. Yeah. And let's see. Terry Hodge told me this morning he has a birthday on August 28th. And he wants everybody to know it. So, I, he, I, I don't know if he's present, expecting he presents or cards, uh-huh. but he's got a birthday, and I don't know how old he is, and that's between him and his family. I know. I do, too. <laughs> okay, and Jean Parker had a birthday. I used to go to church with her. I want to wish her a happy birthday. Kelsey Gargas had a birthday on the 12th. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my her great niece. niece. Mm-hmm. And happy birthday to Kelly Armstrong on the 14th. And I've got some anniversaries here. Uh, Dave and Chris Cadu celebrated 57 years of marriage on wow. uh, August the 20th, no, July the 27th. And um, let's see, uh, happy anniversary to Chuck and LaDonna Bell on the 15th, 28 years. Mm-hmm. And Chuck and Kirsten Zelenka on 815, 25 years. Yeah. I appreciate these longevity in these marriages. Yeah, me too. And let's see what else. We've got a, 
a friend and his wife that are going through some tough times, Mike Milholland and Sherry. Mm -hmm. Mike has multitude health issues, plus he got the virus on top of all of that. And Sherry, his wife, got the virus. Mm -hmm. But from the last email we got from them, they seem to be improving. And we just wish them continued success For the on, record, on getting well. Mike Milholland played basketball at MTSU with me. He was a year behind me in eligibility, so after I graduated, he set the record for the most points ever scored in the old gym. It was probably the only time he touched the ball when you well, graduated. Well, that's probably because I had already graduated. But, yeah. but the story is that he got 44 points and, I don't know, 39 rebounds or something, uh -huh. which is just unheard of. And that yeah. was for the three-point shot and all that stuff. So he was a Mike big, was a strong guy. Between him and Ray Kemp, under the goal, you didn't mess with the, that, that, that pair. The hardest thing about being married to a basketball player like Larry is you, you have to keep your mouth shut when, when they get together because one year Larry's biggest, uh, n n the largest number of points that he made was probably 60. And, and and then it graduates up to seventy I and know, eighty. Yeah. And, yeah. And you're pretty yeah. good at, at you. You're a pretty good publicity man. I'll say that. But we <laughs> yeah. we do have get-togethers. You know, we call it Legends Weekend. Jim yeah. Simpson gets it up, and buddy, we reminisce and uh, we have a good time, and we can remember most everything that happens. You know, but can our, you recall our, our all your problem. guys? How, how many actually show up now? And about how 10, many are not with about us anymore? About 10 of us. And the ones that don't show up are, well, are the ones that should. Mm -hmm. uh, Ken Lanham from here, I think he's I think been, he lives down in Alabama now. Yeah, right. I think he's been one time, had a better time than anybody. He said, I'll never miss another one. Well, he hadn't been back. But his yeah. his wife has back problems and can't yeah. travel. But I understand that. But, of course, then, then we've got Dan Midget's dead, Billy yeah. Martin's dead, and uh, Bennett Gent. Did. But we, we have a bigger crowd than anybody because one reason is because we were close when we played. Yeah. Another reason, Greg Samuels opens up his house to us and we eat we oh, wow. food over there. And, and uh, Ken Schulman comes in from Texas and they were roommates in college. So it's, it's just, it's a good deal. Now we didn't, last year's kind of messed up a little bit, but this year, if the virus goes away like it probably will after election, then, then we'll have another one in January. Yeah. Does, does Ann show up? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is she still as pretty as she always she's was? She's like us. She's aged a little bit, but she's still a beautiful woman. Yeah. And, and that, that's amazing because, you know, she never put on airs or anything no, being didn't. the governor's she daughter. She was just like we were. Yeah. When she moved in that housing project over there from the governor's mansion, Yeah. she was just like us. Yeah. And Tim, you know, he was... He, he, when they graduated, he, he told me one time that they called him, said, you've got an interview with uh, SunTrust Bank in Nashville. He said, I didn't apply. They said, well, Buford did. <laughs> well, till he got the job. You know. Yeah, and he worked there till he retired. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I just want to mention, my, I'm hoping my brother is headed home from Vanderbilt today. Uh, he had some serious surgery yesterday. And um, his uh, daughter, my niece, mm -hmm. 
and my great nephew spent the night with us last night because his wife was the only one that could stay at the hospital with him. Yeah. And they should be on their way home. Just wish them continued healing and safe safe driving back to Kentucky. Yeah. And tell Braden, my little buddy Braden, seven-year-old, who played with us yesterday and wore me out, tell him to come back and see us soon. What do you do when y'all are playing? Because I can see you more yeah, sitting in, yeah. a, in a lounge chair. We played. He'd say, you think uh, you think we could get the four-wheelers out and ride? Oh, oh yeah, wow. we could. We put them, well, you think we can ride in that sled behind the golf cart? You think we can go fishing and uh, wore me out? Well, did you co comply? I did. That's why I was okay. wore out. I just but, got uh, a... He got more energy than any seven-year-old. I got, a, I got a text from Christina at uh, 9.05. She says, we are at the Cracker Barrel in Clarksville eating breakfast, and Daddy's doing good. Oh, good. Well, good. She so, made good time then because she was she here did. at, what, 7.30? Yeah, I was really worried with her getting through Nashville on 4.40 with this early morning traffic. Yeah. But she handled it really, really well. Y'all keep up with more people than anybody I've well, ever seen. Christine but but everybody has a a, a a great relationship with you. I mean, it, it's amazing. You open up your house and home, uh, your arms, everything. Well, if for, you could see our house, it's very livable. <laughs> There's stuff everywhere. I mean, it's just I'm not big on housekeeping. Mm -hmm. I'm big on living life. Yeah. I figured that whoever inherits our house... They can fix it up and clean it up. Christ That's the way I feel. <laughs> Christina is kind of special. Yeah. Uh, she was in Iraq in an army, and her mo mother got killed in a car wreck. Mm. She had to come all the way from Iraq on a plane, and we met her in Nashville and picked her up. And uh, so she's she's had some hard times, but she's uh, she's got a nice family now. Has finished her college degree. She's a nurse out there in Missouri, and uh, she, she had a uh, son with a lot of health problems to be born, and she lost him on his second birthday. So mm. Christina's a pretty strong young lady. Yeah, you, and she... You, uh, have to, you have to be strong, and you have to have your faith. Yeah. Without that, it, it, it's I hard know. to keep going. I know. Cade died. I think he, he was buried on his second birthday. Mm -hmm. He was... Uh, he was a fighter. He was born with a lot of health issues, yeah. had a lot of surgeries. But Christina met her husband in Iraq. And in order for Austin to come home when she was due to come home, they had to get married over there. Oh, wow. So they got married over there, and that grandfathered him in somehow to come mm -hmm. home with her. And then after they had been home for several months, they had their wedding. So Yeah. So they've been through a lot here lately, and uh, she's got a lot of history behind her, hasn't mm -hmm, she? Already, and yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Now tell me a little bit about Janie. Now she she just kind of uh, she takes care of everything. She does. She does. She was going to come to breakfast this morning, but she said they had some conference calls they had to make. So, mm -hmm. yep, she she takes what, care. What was that uh, bank? Conference call uh, or city yes. conference call? And to hear uh, well, Jan no, tell it, she's know. on one working at the bank. <laughs> to hear her tell it. I well, you, you know, sure. Ronnie says the same thing. Well, 
Ronnie's not there, but uh, but anyway, he'll be she, on to, to she have loves his say tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. She and, loves her job. She loves working for Ronnie, and she planned that housewarming for Tyler and Sydney, and mm -hmm. did a great job. And uh, she's 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 got to be busy. She's, and and that's uh, a good thing. Mm -hmm. We get a little aggravated sometimes that her. Uh, Baby, baby, and us about this virus that don't want us to go anywhere, and but uh, we get over it because she'll do something to bring us back. She, well, I, she she had you so tied down. I was thinking to myself, I said, I've got to get them over here oh, because yeah. <laughs> I know how it is when, yeah. when you're in a house and and you may or may not be be able to get the virus or whatever. It drives you crazy. It does. It really does. The it, difference in you and us. We get out and do stuff. We don't sit in the chair. We get out and mow yard, mow the yard, and water the flowers and stuff. You know. You, but so that keeps us. Well, see, you, know, you don't know this, but when Big Willie gets your all your mowing stuff and 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 he has to fix it, he calls me, I'm and sure I go it. over there and oh, I'll yeah. I'll sit with Big Willie and we'll work no. on it. You, you notice my hands are kind of, you know, they'll beat down. He calls you so you'll rag me on the radio. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's about the only thing you can You're the only person I've ever known that you want somebody to come over and fix the engine in your mower or whatever. And actually, the only thing wrong is you have flat tires all around Well, there. yeah, some people have grass built up in there and the blades won't. Yeah, that's Regina. That's, uh, that's, yeah. that's another story. But, yeah. Uh, Big Willie take care of me, but... I took care of Big Willie when he was in school. But Big Willie never says anything about anybody, no, does he? No, he don't. He don't. Yeah. Hey, well, he did tell you about Regina's mower. That, that it wouldn't run because it was packed with, with grass. Yeah. 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 You know, that's the thing about I love about the Las Casas community. You get more interesting stories, and, and, and they get better as, as the days yeah. go on. Well, you have to listen real close because everybody in Las Casas had a nickname. And so sometimes, you know, they'll say, uh, well, Sarl, old Sarl, he did so-and-so, or uh, Goober, Goober did so-and-so. you got to know the nicknames so you'll know who they're talking about. What is your nickname? I, don't, I didn't have one. Uh, Mr. Stewart was my name. <laughs> When I was looking at them, when they were behind my back, no telling what it was. Yeah. Did they have to bow to you when they no, came no, in no, the last no. case of school? All I expect them to do is just act right. Yeah. What is the hardest subject back then? I know what the hardest subjects are now. But what was the hardest subject for the kids to be able to absorb while you were there? Well, Fractions. the third year that I was there, oh, uh, the principal was John Hodge Jones the first two years, and he left and came to the city. Mm -hmm. And so they hired a new principal, and he decided that we needed to have a course in Western Civilization History. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Which I do. is the worst history class ever been thought of. All you had to do was watch John Wayne movies, and you oh. had it. And he decided that I needed to teach. So I had... 20 or 21 senior boys in Western civilization. Now, they didn't want to be there, and I wasn't particularly happy to be there, but we struggled through it. Now, how, where were you getting your information from? The book. 
What book? The history book. That what? Now, what, what did uh, particularly it pertain to? Western, Western civilization was that was that our like American history or world history? This was world history. Okay, okay. Oh man, I taught American history. I loved that, and the kids loved. It. Yeah. But uh, this Western civilization, it uh, thank God that that course only lasted one year because the next year and part of that year. I was the principal, and I said, well, the first thing I'm going to do is fire the basketball coach, who was me, and get rid of Western civilization. That's the be biggest decision you ever made Best when you fired yourself. Best decision I ever made. Yeah. And I uh, hired T.L. Hopkins, and the first game we played, uh, we won, which was didn't happen the year before in the boys. We won. The and losing I, streak the, was over with. The, the crew <laughs> sat over there. In a certain place, the gym, there were Doug, Taylor, Fuzz, Neville, me and Brown. And I walked by, and uh, somebody, I heard somebody say, well, I knew it was a coach all along. Well, I said, well, I've made a good hire. I'm going to be a popular guy now. How in the heck did you get your name engraved in, in, in the gymnasium? It was the initials. It was the initials. Now, that's the Dan Whittle story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they built the gym, they put L-E-S, painted L-E-S on the gym, mm -hmm. which could also have stood for Las Casas Elementary School. Well, Whittle came out to do a story, and I said, boy, I said, I'm the only person that's got their initials in the gym floor because that was my initials too. And he, he took me seriously, and he wrote an article about it. <laughs> and when I told him <coughs> that that stood for Las Casas Elementary School, Whittle was not happy with me, but he got over it. <clears throat> Why would be he he unhappy? Well, that, because that, that, that wasn't the only untruth he ever put in the paper. <laughs> well, it was the only untruth for me he ever put in there. I'll yeah. say that. Well, it, uh, Harry Gill, has, doesn't he have his name in the gymnasium in, in Smyrna? I believe he does. He, he didn't have then. He uh, he may have, should have. Yeah. I'll say that. But uh, I want to, we, we need to say hi to Harry because he's going through that uh, virus thing. Oh, is he? Yeah, and uh, he's called me two or three th times, and and I'm his physician other than Doctor Rudd because uh, if you've been so, through a certain disease and you made it out of it. Uh, you've done well, and you know all the symptoms and everything else. Of course, I didn't have any of it when when I went through it. But uh, Harry's got about, what, maybe eight or nine more days of it, and then he'll be free as a bird. Bless his heart. Yeah. CDC is, is, is 10 days after you get it, the virus should be gone. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's being well taken care of, uh, but uh, he, he deserves his name. Of course, you know, you had Pusher Howell who won a state championship at Smyrna High School. A lot of people don't remember that. Well, that goes way way back. Yeah. And uh, then then Harry, uh, he had some good teams down there. I'll say yeah, that. he did. Harry was a good coach. Yeah. But no it's doubt. amazing how many great coaches they had in Smyrna well, during that Harry time. would listen. When we would be somewhere in Camel Brandon and Pusher Howell and then we would be talking about girls basketball, Harry was always listening. And learning. All right. Jim at Smyrna High School is named Harry Gill Jim. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Isn't that what I said before? 
What? That it was named for Harry. Yeah. Well, you said you didn't know. Oh, here he he is. (laughs) Here he is. The the great Brian Barrett. Well, Brian, he knows what's going on. Yeah, he does. Thanks, Brian, for for straightening us out. But I I said it should be, Mm -hmm. and the... And the name, somewhere there should be J.J. Mac Williams' name yeah. on that school and Bud Race. Yeah. And look and see if, if uh, um, Larry Stewart is not, uh, had, doesn't have his name on one of those No, it had my initials. Now, see, you're not getting everything straight. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. But I think maybe they've, they've refinished over that now. Yeah. Because I've been gone 20 years. But uh, I got a kick out of getting one on Whittle, I'll tell you that. Hey, um, the um, football stadium is named Robert L. Rake Stadium, so he, That's right. he does okay. have something out there. Good. Is so. anything named for Mr. Mac Williams? Not that I know of. I, I don't uh, think so either, Brian. Yeah. It's, it's, it certainly should be because he was one of the best. Mm-hmm. And then the football stadium at Oakland is named Ray Hughes Stadium, right? Yes. Which, is, which is which is which is well deserved. And uh, John Swafford's name is on their indoor practice facility. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought the road was named after Swafford. There is a, I think there is a little road uh, named after Mr. Swafford, but uh, I know the practice facility is named after him as well. There's a, uh, uh, Principal Blair, G.N. Blair, his name is on one of the roads out there too. And the gym's named after Randy at Oakland. That's right. So That's right. Well deserved again. Jack Jolly's got his name over at the baseball field. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. I think that I we too. need to do that. I do too. It, uh, it, Those people really make a difference in, in the young people's lives. They they did. All, all those that we're talking about, Gail Blair, John Swalford, yeah. Andy King, Dickie Thomas, Lee Pate, they all made a difference. Randy was one of the best. Not only a great coach, but he was a great softball player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, what we used to do when we play him for benefit games, he would be on the other side, and we would, he would hit the first home run, yeah. of course, and the next time he got up, he got walked. That's we walked him all the way through. Point to first. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. But he could, uh, he's a good athlete. Yeah. Come from Auburn town. I remember when he played high school basketball at Auburn town. Yeah. And, uh, they have right. some good teams. We're going. Is it okay for us to take a break? It suits me fine. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 14:50, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. Well, this portion of the Truman Show is brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about M&M's for just a dollar? Just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. Don't forget the My Rewards mobile app. Download the app and earn points toward items like ice cold fountain drinks and even fuel. That's right, the app available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. 
Alright guys, I want to encourage all of you to take care of your health. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. Have you been feeling tired, grumpy, lack of motivation and drive? Have you noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass? These could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help determine the cause of your symptoms and will help get you back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety. That includes a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. To schedule your health assessment, call 615-603-3542 or go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show Live broadcast. You have such great people working here. Would you want to do anything else? No, sir. I love coming to work every day. I love this. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. We listen to the gossip that's going on at every other table. We're able to keep up with all the things that go on in Murfreesboro. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. A 17-year-old girl who was reported as missing from her home near the Texas-Louisiana state line has been found in the home of a 35-year-old Murfreesboro man. Mark Owen was arrested in Murfreesboro and charged with being a fugitive from justice and is being held for authorities. Additional charges, including aggravated kidnapping, are expected to be filed by the Vernon Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana. The girl placed into the care of Tennessee Child and Family Services. A bill to protect businesses from frivolous lawsuits related to COVID-19 is now law. Governor Bill Lee calls the new legislation historic. It applies to lawsuits against health care providers, businesses, schools, nonprofits, and others. The governor says cases of willful misconduct or gross negligence won't go unpunished, and he says in such cases people will be held accountable. Lamar Jernigan of Christiana will see a new trial. In 2013, he was arrested outside of Hobgood Elementary School and charged with 15 child sex charges and convicted on six of them. In 2017, he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Jernigan filed an appeal saying the state failed to disclose the existence of a notebook that contained 6,000 texts between the victim and Jernigan. The court agreed, and a new trial date will be scheduled. A former admissions worker at Tennessee State University is sentenced to 32 months in federal prison for stealing federal student aid money. Bernal Clayton was convicted of diverting the aid money to bank accounts he controlled. Federal officials say in addition to prison, Clayton must pay nearly $85,000 in restitution. Clayton busted in a sting operation at a Nashville bank. News on demand 24-7 on our website, WGNSRadio.com, or follow us on Twitter at WGNSRadio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. 
News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Why join a credit union? Credit unions offer the same services as banks, but are not for profit. Credit unions are owned by their members, not Wall Street investors. Credit unions are among the highest rated services ever evaluated by Consumer Reports. Need another reason to join a credit union? If you join Heritage South Community Credit Union now through June 30th, you could win $2,500. Sounds like a good reason to me. Learn more at HeritageSouth.org. Insured by NCUA. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms possibly this afternoon with a blend of clouds and sunshine developing a high in the low 90s. Winds out of the west around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Larry Stewart. Bobby will be back in here in a second, I think. But today's world, Larry, doesn't compute with any of us, especially the older ones, because I'm one of these people that I don't want anybody controlling my life. I've been that way, and you are too. We were we were born in a, a country that uh, freedom was, was your life. I mean, you had the you were the decision maker in your life. Now everything is changing as far as uh, even sports. And do you think that sports itself was as vital to your interest? as it used to be now that it's it's gone in this pandemic crap that uh, uh, everybody's scared to death. Yeah. Well, I miss it. Now, <clears throat> I will not watch the NFL. I won't either. I will not watch the NBA. No. And now I won't watch the WNBA. Uh, but I'll watch But it's political. It's not a game right. anymore. That's right. Yeah. And everybody's got an agenda. Yes. And uh, – I, I will watch baseball. I mean, there's it's real. It's odd because there's no people in the bleachers. You know, I, I watched a little bit of the San Diego Padres like that. Somebody hit a home run, and there was nobody to go out there and pick the ball up. So it's it's different. But I miss the MTSU sports. Uh, we missed the, the kids missed out on a whole season of baseball last year. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, the basketball they played, the football played until tournament time, but the pool baseball players, they just lost a year. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, everything will settle down. And uh, I heard somebody say their theory was that there, there are certain group in this country that's trying to see how much freedom they can take away, how much they can get away with. And then- Do they have a D next to their names? <laughs> yeah, one of these days, they're going to just take it all away. Yeah. And uh, 
I hope I don't live to see that. Now, my poor grandkids, you know, they're going to have to see it. But, you know, we need to do something. We need to take back. You know, back when you and I were kids, we knew that when we got 18-year-old, you, we had to register for the draft. Yep. And if they if they drafted, if you wasn't 4F, which means you had something wrong with you, or uh, get deferred for education, which I did, mm -hmm. you knew that you was going to have to serve in the military. And it made a man out of you. And I was made, looking for you over at Fort Bragg, and you never did show up. Well, I, I got uh, sidetracked. Uh. I, I went to I'm, I'm like, Bobby Gardner that talked for me for years. Mm -hmm. He got drafted. He got a little behind in his educational process. And he got drafted, and he went to Washington, D.C. That's where he was stationed, yeah. on his way to Vietnam. Yeah. They had a real good basketball team at the basin, in there, and Bobby could play. So Bobby, instead of going to Vietnam, he played basketball for two years and in uh, the service, but yeah. uh, that was, and then it was a big deal. You know, Seward Air Force Base always played our freshman team. They, yeah. but uh, it, times have changed, Truman, and I don't like it. I, I don't like it either, but you know, I don't think that just because we don't have a war going on, we don't need to do away with the draft. Well, of course, we already have. And well, it's, it's, people are dumb to think that this country can be protected by whoever. We need a military, a yeah. strong military. And if you think you can get by without the police, then you've lost your mind. We've yeah. got to have them. And I'll guarantee you, if somebody's trying to rob you and you call a NFL football player, you ain't going to get no help, buddy. No. But you need the police. The, the thin blue line yeah. is the last thing that we have in this country to protect us you know we're we're stretched out militarily uh, protecting the world and we're doing a great job e e even the, the rules of engagement protect the enemy more than it does us with our, our guys over there and, and and you know a lot of those countries over there absolutely hate us they do yeah but and there the, there we are protecting them yeah. And, and now it seems like it's spread over into our country. Look look at these hoodlums that are going out. They're getting away with everything up to murder, and, and nobody seems to want to, to stop them. I mean, you're talking about the mayors, uh, a lot of the DAs across the country. They absolutely will not uh, prosecute well. the uh, those people, but they are sure prosecute somebody that's a good citizen out there trying to protect his own property. We have a phone caller. Caller, welcome aboard with Larry Stewart. Thank you. I'm sorry to change the subject a little bit, but earlier y'all were talking about the Amish community in Woodbury, and right. I was one. I was wondering if you could share just a little bit about where that is and and how people can. Uh, uh, can go out there and, and participate and, and buy some things that they have, and I'll hang up and listen. I certainly can. Nice call. If you go to Woodbury and, and keep on going towards McMinnville, as soon as you get into Warren County, you turn to the right. I don't know the road, but I've got a map that shows where all of them are located. And uh, you just go down in there until you find the Amish settlement, and then you can stop. And then they may be selling produce or they may be uh, making furniture or whatever and then they can tell you how to get to another one's place but i've got a map and if i don't forget it i'll 
I'll copy some of them and bring them down here to the restaurant. And uh, it's it's pretty, it's really interesting to go up there, especially when crops are in like strawberries, to see those little five-year-old kids out there picking strawberries, which my grandkids are, you know, some of them are 20 and they wouldn't pick strawberries, but they work. They know how to work. And uh, they're just, it's an interesting group of people. You know, the first time I ever saw any was working at the Greyhound bus station on the corner of Six and Commerce in Nashville, and I, and, and I worked at the ticket counter at that time. And when they would come in, uh, it, it just floored me because they all had on the same little outfit. The little kids were as cute as they could be. But what really caught my attention was that people would uh, aggravate them. Uh, some of the, the soldiers that were out of uh, Fort Campbell yeah, yeah. and places like that, sometimes they, they thought it was a neat thing to aggravate them. And, well, and they would not uh, say anything back to them. Uh, and, and, and if it got a little bit too rambunctious, they, they would not do anything to protect themselves. And then we had to go out there and, you yeah. know, put a stop to it. But the th that, that, that really... Um, it, it it caught my attention because I didn't I didn't know that there were people still around like that at the time, and I I was so impressed with them. Yeah, it's human nature, I guess, for somebody to be picked on that's different. Yeah, all they want to do is be left alone. Yeah, let them live their life. They've got their own school. They've got their own churches, mm -hmm. and uh, they they work. And uh, they learn a trade in school, and uh, it's, it's just it's really interesting. And what we take for granted, you know, is uh, my my buddy Nicky. When we go up there, he takes ice. Now we, you know, I don't. We got it in the refrigerator. Well, yeah. they don't. They don't have any electricity, and so they need something to keep their baby's milk, you know, cool and stuff. So it's it's just you know, and and the kids, uh, Diane will take them juice boxes. Oh gosh! When when that white truck pulls up, they come running from everywhere because they in in the M and M's. Olin Bell sometimes will take M and M's, man, and that's you know we take all that for granted. When they want to go somewhere, like to Nashville, they have to go in their buggy to Centertown and catch the bus. Yeah. And you know if if you get hurt, if they come to Murfreesboro because there's a. a some dental place here that'll do their dental work. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the time, it's pulling. They don't go in for filling. They just pull them and then make me some false teeth. But oh, really? Yeah. They're still doing that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a place here that does it for nothing. Uh -huh. And not just the Amish, but anybody. But this, how, how do you like the conversation between you and some of the Amish people? Well, it's, it's usually mostly me talking. But now they'll, there's one up there that's got more personality than anybody you and I have ever seen, and he'll yeah. talk. But the rest of them, now those kids, they don't talk because they don't speak English till they start to scoop. Mm -hmm. They speak Dutch, and uh, they can talk to each other, and their mom and daddy can talk to them because they were the same way. But mm -hmm. uh, the kids, you know, they, they stay away. They, they just don't talk. And... Uh, uh, Diane found an old a toy uh, boat, a big boat she set in, ten like, and so she wanted to know if uh, he would like to have it for his kids, and he said, I'll have to take the steering wheel off. Why? There's something about the Amish religion that 
they don't they can't have anything with a steering wheel on it. They mm -hmm. don't have any electricity, but boy makes furniture. He's got more more tools than Danny Ferris got down here precision wood. Yeah. He runs them off a gasoline engine, and he must be an engineer because he's got pipes and cogs running. And man, he's got table saws and stuff. He can make the prettiest furniture you've ever seen. Yeah. And, but you know they're just it's simple life. How did they do their banking? Well, they don't. Now, one of them was going to build a house. Now, they won't build anything until they got the money to pay for it. So here, every once in a while, he would tell Nicky, say, hey, take this bank for me. And when he got enough money to build his house, he told Nicky, he said, I need money. So Nicky brought it back. I don't know what they'd do if it wasn't for Nicky. Now, building a house, it was my thought that they would build it with their own hands. Well, they do, but they got to buy lumber and stuff. Yeah. And uh, most of them are, are houses like well, like I lived in when I was a kid, you know, you could uh, throw a cat out through the walls, cracks in it. But these are built good, but there's nothing fancy about them. There's not any petitions and stuff. There's usually all just one big room. And uh, it's, uh, but they, they, they got, they build barns and stuff that's better than any you'll ever see around here. If the stock market crashes, it won't bother it them. It won't bother one them bit. one bit. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Nikki Carrot, Nikki uh, Slick Pig is good for the Amish. I mean, cause they they buy their tomatoes and stuff from him. Well, they used to give them to him because they like that fish that Jerry has. And so Nikki every once in a while will go by and take uh, one of them, uh, you know. Uh, plates of the fish plates, you know, one mm -hmm. for everybody in the family, and they've got about seven or eight kids. Anyway, he said, uh, Nick asked him the other day when he was going to want some more fish, and he said, well, my daughter asked me, and said, when we made so $40,000 worth of vegetables, I told them we'd have fish. Well, we had it, and he said, I told them we made 30 more thousand. We'll have another fish supper. Mm -hmm. And uh, But that's, see, that that's going to run out here when sweet corn and tomatoes and Pumpkins is big up there, yeah. big for the Amish. And, uh, Especially in October, right? Oh, yeah. But they're growing them now. And they, yeah. and they, and watermelons, cantaloupes. It's just, it's, it's just a good place to go and, and see things that like it used to be. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were raised up. I was uh, plowing an old mare. Or, you know, Mule. Well, we didn't have mules. My daddy was stubborn enough, but we had a set pair of mares and we worked yeah you know larry had to get out of here and do his part i th i thought i would never get big enough to bust the middles out when daddy would plow the corn hmm. but when i learned i found out that i was i shouldn't have learned because he worked me like them horses he put an old coon foot hire we called him behind old dolly and i'd bust them middles out because daddy wanted everything looking perfect so he could show it off to ernestine and gold and that much and uh, Old Larry had to do his part. If you grew up um, on a farm, the food back then was the best food in the world. A lot of people don't realize that, but if you go out and create your own vegetables and things like that, and then you sit down to the dinner table, I, I mean, it, 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 it was a real blessing when yes, you did was. that. And most, back when I was really small, we had a wood cook stove. Yeah. Oh man, the house smelled like wood, yeah. and then the, the food was good. And Mom would keep them biscuits in that top part up there. She'd make more than we'd eat at breakfast, and it was just, it was just something else. You remember your mom with 
fondness, don't you? I do, and my daddy too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they made me work, and I hated it then, but, you know, now I realize, you know, it was it was to benefit me. Yeah. Well, that, that's what, how you're structured. That's yeah. how all of us are structured, well, I usually from to, your mom and dad. I learned to make cornbread because my mama started teaching after she'd been in college a year. And so she would go back in the summers to Murray. We live 35 miles from Murray and take classes, try to get her degree. Mm -hmm. And uh, she would tell me, now you have the cornbread ready for supper. And so that, I might learn how to make cornbread. Yeah. And uh, she, just everything. But she, what's funny, I graduated in 1964 mm -hmm. with my BS. Yeah. I got my master's in 67, and my mama graduated from college in 67. Isn't that something? Yeah. She had taught. She paved the way for you. Yeah. By then, she had taught 30 years mm -hmm. anyway in one-room schoolhouse and everything else. But that's just, you know, that's the way it was back then. You didn't question the way that she taught in school. Uh, and and that's, that's the thing that bothers me the most today. Uh, nobody believes anything about anything no, anymore. Just, and, and it was structured in a way when you and I grew up that you didn't question anything. No, you better not. Yeah. And uh, you better go to school with the intention of learning and behaving. Yeah. And if you didn't, you were, you, you got to, you went up on the stage. We had a little riser in, in the old one-room schoolhouse. That's where she taught from. Mm -hmm. And the, on the, over in the corner, there was a bundle of switches, and she had a paddle. Yeah. She didn't mind using them. And uh, I always thought that Jim got me, was always the one got me in trouble, but Mama didn't think that. You know, you've got all of these protesters trying to tear down the fabrics of our country. They're, they're, they're trying to take away uh, the, the books that uh, uh, actually go back and, and give us the history the uh, the people who actually built this country, and we're talking about the the people who came in and settled, and and uh, the the people who wrote the Constitution, um, they even want to take them away, and, and it, it it really blows my mind how this country can stand up and let that happen, and it's it's the people that we have elected mostly. Uh, that are letting them do that, and these people ha have no responsible positions at all in this country. They just want to rip it apart, and, I, and they can't even see why the process is going on. I, it, don't think I they, can't understand I don't why. think they want to see it, uh, and it, it blows my mind uh, why people want to change history. History is to be studied, yes. not changed. Yeah. It blows and my none mind. of them are perfect. Nobody why, on this earth. Why is people can vote for killing a baby in the womb and then uh, be against, you know, something else? Yeah. Uh, it just it blows my mind, and yeah. I, I I don't know when all this changed, but it was not for the good. No. Well, it's, well, it's been started. I think the '60s was where most of it well, started. That, you know, we had the the hippies and stuff and you know they were all they didn't cause any problem mm -hmm. they didn't change anything they just wanted sort of like the Amish just won't be left alone yeah and uh, but nowadays it's not you know uh, if, if 
if it's yours, I want to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, I don't understand their thinking, but uh, it's, it's not good, Truman. No, but, but, but if you look, most of it does not come around from here. You're talking about the southeast, the Midwest, things like that. Most of it comes from the, the border countries, uh, uh, states like California, yeah. uh, Oregon, Washington, and then you go all the way up to New York and places like that. It, it, it's, it's not what we consider the old country folks who, who, who still maintains some type of uh, patriotism and, and all those things. People, uh, the, the things that have, we have benefited from this country, we still uh, admire the people who went out. We talked about Frank Hayes a minute ago, who went out and paid uh, the price of going out there and making sure that this will still maintain a free country. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and, and, and then you get something like this virus comes through, and it just completely changes everything. And then we have all these looters and protesters who, who are basically criminals. Most yeah, of them are. They are. I mean, if you go out and steal something that don't belong to you, you're a criminal. Yeah. I don't care what your motive is. Yeah. Now, when my wife was nine year old in the third grade, she lived in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. She rode the city bus 13 blocks to school every morning. Mm-hmm. And her mama would give her lunch money. Now, if she didn't want to eat lunch, she saved her dime or 15 cents. Mm-hmm. She would walk back across Detroit and get stop at the drugstore and get her a milkshake. Mm-hmm. Now, you think you could do that nowadays without getting mugged or killed or something? No. It's, it's, it, it should still be that way. And why is it in the major cities? I, well, I mean, it, that's where people congregate, and you've got free housing, and you've got, you know, free stuff, and that's what people want. You know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt did a good job as far as getting the country back on its feet. But they should have cut off a lot of those freebies uh, afterwards. And it wasn't supposed to be a permanent thing. That's right. The New Deal and all those things going See, on. I can remember when I was a kid, the somebody, I don't know who it was, a government or something, would come by the school in the summertime, and we'd stand in line and get commodities. We'd get a big loaf of cheese and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that was uh, because that was right after the war. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you needed stuff like that. Yeah. Bobby came back. I, well, she took her good old easy time. It's about quitting time. Well, I know. Yeah. I know. But uh, that, I just, Isn't it odd that she came here at the very time that we're supposed to go She's good about that. She'll well, come out when no, I finish going to yard. I've been talking to a friend of mine, Sue Rowland, and she shared some things with me. Carol and Kenneth Watterson have both had the virus. Ooh. And about three or four months ago, Kenneth had a tree fall on him, and he he has already been compromised. He has uh, arthritis up around his rib cage mm-hmm. and his lungs, and uh, he had to spend the night in the emergency room when he came down with the virus. But they they are recovering. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people from their church got the virus, and so we want to wish. Kenneth and Carol Watterson. Are, but they're all doing fine right they're, now. They're recovering. Kenneth and Carol yeah. live in Manchester. Now they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Carol's doing better than Kenneth, of course, with his prior health problems mm-hmm. and the, the lung issue. 
it's taken him longer. Now we got the flu coming up. I know. The common flu. I've had my flu shot. I, I, I've I never had, had a flu shot. Well, I'm going to get never had the next flu. time I go to Dr. I Higby. make sure to get it my birth month every year. That way I remember it. Yeah. Well, then you hadn't had one yet. Well, not this year, but, yeah. I mean, I get it every year in October. When's your birthday? October 4th. October the 4th. What do you want for your birthday? Just good health. That's all. She shares a birthday with Joy Dement. Oh, wow. And uh, it's, it always, you know, people would tell me and I'd say, that it's good. I said, you see that girl walking right there? I said, I can tell you what her birthday is. They'd say, what? I said, it's October 4th. And they thought that I knew every kid better. I knew Joy because it's the same as hers. Mm -hmm. Well, tell everybody what this says. What does it say? I can't see it sideways. What does it say? Sign off, I guess. Huh. Wrap up the show. All right. We're, well, we're officially over with. We can, we can yeah. handle that wrapping up part. We'll see you guys in the morning. Ronnie Martin will be on, and we'll have one of the city department heads on. Okay. And you know what? That's Ronnie. He, he's really deep into this city work now. And I, if if there's anybody I've ever trusted that that is uh, has been elected to key positions, it's Ronnie Martin. I've never seen anybody work as hard as he Ask does. Ask the people that work for Mercer elected when they consolidate and see what. They say Ronnie Martin he, he took care of them. He took care of them. Yeah, he stood up for them. Yeah, and he, and he stands up for people getting the information the same time as the city councilman and all these others, and it's open open to everybody. You know they've got the uh, TV that uh, you, you can watch uh, on the local channel, and... Uh, and they, Ronnie's one of these people. He he believes that everything that the uh, city does should have an access to the the public, for so that they can keep up with everything and see where their money is being spent. I agree. Yeah, I love that. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at night. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends at Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&M's for just a dollar? Just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. Don't forget the My Rewards mobile app. Download it on iPhone and Android and start earning points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. <laughs>